If 2020 was as tricky for you as it was for the rest of the planet, you could probably use a few extra bucks in 2021. Unless you're gonna go hit up the local fast food joint for a part-time job, maybe a side hustle is something that you wanna think about, like your own business. So how do you choose that side hustle? Get familiar with your skills. I have a brand new side hustle skills assessment workbook just for you so you can pinpoint the specific talents you possess that make you unique from everyone else. This assessment workbook will also help you develop ideas for side hustle gigs you didn't even know existed so you can pursue a small business that aligns with your strength and will come naturally to you. Go to chrismcpeak.com and grab your side hustle skills assessment workbook today. Now it's time for this week's episode. Struggling to balance a side hustle with your job in higher education can be a real bummer. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and I help career professionals in higher education make time for their side hustle so they don't waste their potential. If you're ready to think outside the box about your time and truly do all of the things, then tune in now because you've got side hustle. Okay, everyone, welcome back to another thrilling episode of Got Side Hustle. My guest today is Kim Levin from Kim Levin Coaching. And yeah, thanks for coming on the show today, my dear. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It is an honor to have you. So let's just sort of go back to the beginning. Tell us what you do do in your day job and then tell us a little bit about your coaching biz. Okay, cool. Well, what I do do in my day job is I'm actually a high school math teacher. Um, right. Yeah. I started as a high school math teacher right out of college. And then I kind of veered away from that and did some corporate work. And now I'm back in education. Fantastic. And then how, where did the the coaching business come from? Yeah. So my side hustle started um, quite a few years ago. Uh, 2019 is when I officially went and took coach training um, and did a year long program. That wasn't my first experience with it, though. I had dabbled online with some Robbins Madonna's like Tony Robbins data before that. Okay. Uh, some of his learnings. Nice. So what kind of coaching do you do? Who is your niche? Thanks for asking. So I actually work with people such as myself just a few years ago. I work with women who are married with children and work and are either overwhelmed or unfulfilled. So they're just kind of going through the motions sometimes living on wit's end, sometimes feeling like they're in that um, hamster wheel that you feel like, oh, if I go a little faster, I'll get caught up. Damn, darn it. That wheel just keeps moving faster and faster. Um, So that is who I coach. And I coach women like that. And I help them um, settle into who they really are and live their life on purpose. Love, I love that. And I love that you say you, your niche is yourself a few years ago, because I think we all I think we've all gone down that road at some point. Like we realize that the person that we want to help is just another, another version of us. So do you mind if I ask you, what was it that prompted you in, was it being in the corporate before you came back to teaching or was it as you were teaching that you were kind of like, I need to do something different. Um, so it was corporate, um, okay. just getting back into teaching now this year with COVID oh, okay. upon us. Um, and I find it so interesting that I started as a teacher right out of college. Um, but I don't want to say corporate put me over the edge, but I used to do pharmaceutical sales and I would drive around and feel like, why am I doing this kind of for somebody else? It was difficult to get access, you know, to talk to the doctors. And I, I, I just, um, yeah, just all of life kind of added on top of itself. And 
And it was just a feeling of there's got to be more. And through going through a lot of my training, I mean, listen, I'm a lifelong learner, right? Yes. So through, we, we all are. We all are. Yeah. <laughs> as, especially as Tony Robbins, in education. Yeah. And as Tony Robbins would say, if you're not learning and living and growing, then you're doing the opposite, which is decaying and dying. Yeah. So I plan to always be a lifelong learner. Um, but all throughout my life, you know, I've studied Reiki and, and different um, energy healing techniques and uh, quantum powers. So I'm kind of out there a little bit on the oh, yeah. end, but yet I'm grounded and, you know, can deal with people in corporate and moving up the corporate ladder. But really for me, it's about the essence of who the person is. Mm-hmm. It is about knowing who you are. And for me, thankfully, you know, um, my family is provided for, meaning we have a house, we have the clothes, yeah. we have the food, and it's been a tough year for a lot of people. Oh, sure. So I don't mean to yeah. take that lightly. You know, I don't want to take that lightly at all. Um, But, you know, what do you get from doing the work you do? And I found as a human, I needed to be giving back. I needed to be contributing to others. So I happen to work in a low um, socioeconomic area uh, where there's a lot of diversity. And um, I just love being able to show younger people, especially the hope that there is like anything in the world is possible. We're only limited by our minds. Mm -hmm. And so what, what took you originally from teaching mathematics to, to selling pharmaceuticals? <laughs> there was a sidestep in between. Um, I was a tenured teacher and okay. I took a year's leave of absence and um, I did actuarial work, which is number crunching for an insurance company. Okay. And it was uh, very introverted type work and I'm an extroverted person. Uh-huh. And one of the women in the department in Cigna that I priced workers comp with, her husband was a physician and she said, Kim, you'd be a great pharmaceutical sales rep. And that's when I started to then say, okay, I don't necessarily want to go back into the classroom right now. I wanted to get promoted for what I did and be able to make more money than that standard recommended teaching each year. So I went to corporate and I always said, okay, I'm a retired math teacher, a retired actuarial analyst. Um, (laughs) You know, now um, I just tell people I'm a drug dealer, but legalized. You know, like to me, this is, this is important. The laughter, you know, like that is part of what makes life real. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think it's fun to, you know, all of these, all of these things and where people come from, it's like that stuff didn't just fall out of the sky. Like somebody brought it somewhere to show somebody that this, what it was. And that person said, I love this. I'll, I'll buy it from you. I'll, I'll produce it for you so that we can help more people and this, that, and the other thing. And it just, it's so interesting to think like when I go pick up my prescription medication at Rite Aid, it's quite possible that Kim was the person that sold this particular product to my doctor's office. And I guess that's how it works, right? With, with everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, relationships are definitely what, what makes the world go round. And sometimes the relationships that mean the most to us, those in our home, those with our family, children, sometimes those are, you know, difficult relationships. And sometimes people are workaholics and I'm not here to say that any way is right or wrong. Everybody has to do what lights them up and what brings them joy. But what brings me joy is connecting to people. Yeah. You know, it's, fu- it's funny. I, I don't know why I'm doing this again, but I got myself down the Homeland television show rabbit hole. And I was just watching an episode um, where Mandy Patinkin, 
Mandy Patinkin and Claire Danes are sitting in a car and she says something to him like, you live for this stuff. And he says, yes, that's what I've been told. And then that, that episode is ending with him sitting in his office all by himself with the lights out. And he's rifled through the refrigerator in the break room and found a bottled water, a jar of peanut butter and some crackers. And he proceeds to use the, um, the ruler from his desk to spread peanut butter on his crackers. And what the reason I bring this up, because I think of people who put all this time and energy and effort into their job, but then when it's, when it's all said and done at the end of the day, it's like, that's, that's the downtime is, is finding some comfort still in, in the space where you're working. And, and I wonder too, like people who, who embrace their quote workaholism air quotes, like, where is that coming from, from, for them? And, and I was that person in a lot of ways for a long time when I worked in, um, in college housing, because you feel so, you feel so connected to the work and you feel like the work is an extension of yourself. Um, yes, but and I, we all, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say women in particular tend uh -huh. to be people pleasers. Yeah. Tend to be overachievers. Yep. And tend to um, be perfectionist as well. I mean, just a, a little side story here. Yeah, please. One of my pet peeves was like seeing dishes in the sink. Now I got three kids <laughs> and they're teenagers. So it's a little bit different now. Right. But I remember talking to my husband about it, you know, and him starting to load the dishwasher. Well, guess what I would do when I would load my stuff in the dishwasher? I'd rearrange what he put in because oh. he could put it in right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, guilty what as the heck? Like, what is wrong with us? And when yeah. I say that women raise their hands and they're like, I know, me yes. too. you know, guilty, guilty. Is I, charged. Think, I think a lot of times too, like there's a set way that we're used to doing something and we just want it to look that way because we feel we've put all this time, energy and effort into creating that system. And now somebody's messed with our system and oh, yeah, but guess bad. what? You need to delegate and give that off or, yeah. you know, stop complaining that you get to do it all. Exactly. As women, we say, I have no time for me. Right. Right. So, and that's clearly what you're, what you're working with your clients to, to help find now, right? That's, that is yeah. your MO. Those are the women that you're wanting to, to help and to um, let them discover that. So, okay. So as a teacher, you're roughly in the classroom. I'm going to guess like seven to three ish, right? Yeah. Okay. 45 right now to three. <laughs> okay. And then, um, so then when do you work your side hustle and do you have like tips and tricks and strategies that you use to make time for everything? Cause you're a mom, you've got three kids, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could you repeat that again? And then I'll, I'll answer that. For yeah. You. So let's talk a little bit about how you plot your slide, your side hustle into your downtime um, when you're not teaching. And then do you have strategies that you use to, to balance it all and still, still feel like you're serving with a full vessel, so to speak? Yeah. Um, I love that term vessel actually. Um, yeah. So for me, listen, Everyone can talk about a morning routine or the miracle morning or what works. Sure. I don't get it all in, but I try to do at least one thing in the morning. Awesome. So when I first wake up, I first off want to be happy to greet the day. Uh, I usually end the day with gratitudes and think about, okay, what happened today that I'm grateful for and mm -hmm. really try to engage with a, an emotion around what you're grateful for. Because yeah. if you can bring in those feelings, it, it's a lot different than just saying, what oh, was a beautiful sunny day today? And I saw the blue sky. But if you say, I listened to the birds and it actually brought me joy, you know, you're, you're reactivating that feeling. Yeah. Um, 
I try to work out every day. I mean, I have a dog, so I walk the dog. Yeah. I do, you know, track my steps. I'm not even up to 10,000 a day. <laughs> Sadly, COVID <laughs> is really, you know, and I teach, I teach from home. So it's not like yeah. I'm, I'm in the classroom. Um, the joy is I don't have to then commute to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where I fit my side hustle in is obviously at nights and weekends. So that's where it is. And as a teacher, you know, I'm just getting back into teaching. So I'm going to have summers off and be able to uh, yeah. concentrate, you know, more on that. Yeah. But awesome. Most women I work with do work. So then it's outside of their hours as well. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. So that, that connection with women who are working full-time and, and trying to figure it all out, you're with them on their time. So it's not like, yeah. not like you're the full-time entrepreneur who is coaching from eight to five, but you're, you're meeting your clients where they're at in those evenings and weekends. I think that's so, that's so fantastic. What, what's been your favorite part about coaching? Uh, so for me, it's almost the same as it is with the students when they get a light bulb moment and an aha. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's when, when it hits and something clicks inside of a client that I have. And trust me, the coaching relationship like goes both ways. I'm also learning with my women. Oh, Almost yeah. every single coaching conversation I have, probably like every single podcast interview you do, right? you can relate to things and you can either pick something up from them or learn from them or view something through a different lens and see it differently. Um, and that's what I love. I mean, I love just, I love the realness. Like I love nature and, and I don't mean to be all over the place, but we live in our heads. We live in a preconceived place. You and I can sit and watch the same person talk on stage for 10 minutes and we can both take something different away from it. That yeah. is being human. Yet we all think we're right in our heads. We try to convince other people that our story is the right one. Just like the way we load the dishwasher, our way is the right yes. one. Yes. There's there's no right and wrong. There is no right and wrong. <laughs> you know, I I really love that. I love the notion. I mean, I always think like, yeah, attending a conference, I'm going to pull something different than, than the, the person I'm attending the conference with. But I love what you're saying in terms of wh- like what story we bring to that experience and then what story we pull out of it. And that they're right. There are own stories. So how, how can they be wrong? They're not. Um, right. It's just, and that's, that's the that's interesting thing in coaching because yeah. I come from being like a problem solver and I want to help people solve their problems. And I had to pull back be like, no, just be curious and ask them and really see it from their side. Now, sometimes people do want my opinion and I brainstorm with them, um, you know, and help them or show them, tell them what I see. And it may Mm -hmm. resonate with them and they may not, but that's the whole thing. My whole life, I lived pleasing other people, Yeah, you know, and now I get to own myself and not, not bully myself in, but say, Hey, this is what I think. What do you think? You know, um, and be who I am. Because who I am as a teacher and who I am as a coach. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. So do you have any funny, wild, kooky stories about your side hustle that you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, hard to come up with a really funny, kooky story, but give me a minute to okay. contemplate here. And um, let's see. So... I don't know how kooky and crazy it is, but I'll throw this one out there. Okay. Awesome. Um, There have been, there have been clients that I've had that enter an agreement with me or a coaching relationship 
because we talk about their goals and what someone's looking for. And I help right. them bridge that gap from where they are to where they want to be. Uh-huh. But sometimes people think I'm more of a therapist uh-huh. and they kind of tell me, you know, not just everything going on in the world, but everything that the other person's doing right or wrong. Right. And I'm like, you know, this is a coaching relationship for you. And this is about what you want. So uh-huh. let me just stop you for a minute, you know, and cut the conversation and say, you know, you hired me in a coaching relationship for you, but yet all I hear about is him. Right. You know, what, yeah. what do you want from him? Are you getting what you want and need from him? And if not, what is it that you want? Yeah. So again, it's a little bit funny because they're actually paying money to get what they want, right. but being stuck in the story yeah. of whatever's happening in the, in the other person's work. Oh, that's such a good point because I think there are people that lean into coaching because they really want a form of therapy or at least somebody to listen to them. And the idea of saying like, I'm going to therapy is is bad or scary or for whatever reason they're, you know, that's not for me. Cause I don't need that, but I just hired this coach and now they're going to help me fix all my things. And, and well, yeah, and that's the to do that, but, but not all of them are. So yeah, I, well, I love that you're sharing that. That makes so much sense and it happens. Yeah. So again, they're, they're paying me so they can pay me for what they want, but yes. yet, you know, I'm not a therapist. I do have my own therapist and yes. I have my own coach. Uh, but they play different roles. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I am. Yeah. With you. Okay. Kim, where can everybody find you if they want to hire you, check out your social, any of those things? Sure. Um, my, uh, website is actually kimlevincoaching.com. So I'm sure that you'll maybe have some information underneath. Um, oh, yeah. I can also be found on Facebook. Uh, my business page is Kim Levin coaching comma LLC. Okay. I'm also on LinkedIn, you know, and, uh, and LinkedIn I'm under Kim Strauss Levin and I have an Instagram Kim dash Levin dash coaching, I believe. <laughs> Perfect. We'll put all the links in the show notes so that you guys can go connect with Kim and check out her stuff. Kim, thank you so much for making time for me today. I'm really grateful that you have been on the show today. Oh, thank you as well. Have a fabulous day, everybody. Hey, you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Got Side Hustle Show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. And if you want some bonus points, I'd love for you to leave a rating and review, or even better, share the show with a friend. Original music for the Got Side Hustle Show is composed and performed by Chris Corral. And I'd love to see you join me over at the Got Side Hustle community on Facebook. It's a free group and we kick around all kinds of things relating to our day jobs and our side hustles. Go to gotsidehustlecommunity.com and connect with us there today.